This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Hawaii discussing a grisly murder committed by a lover. Then, we'll talk about a serial killer and rapist on the island of Kauai. Buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Aloha State. How well do you know someone? I mean, do we really know anybody? We think we do. We think we know our family, friends, spouses, even our lovers. The truth is, we all keep secrets. We hide our deep, dark thoughts, our tempers, some hide their true intentions, knowing that if people knew the truth, it would be detrimental. And I'm going to start this by saying we have never covered a case with a motive quite like this one. Gary Ruby moved to Hawaii from Canada in 1973 after receiving his law degree. He took a job working for the state as a regulation analyst for the Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs. Do you know what that is? No idea. Absolutely no idea. Me either, but it sounds super important. He loved the relaxed lifestyle of Hawaii and how accepting they were of him as a homosexual man who loved love, literature, and art. He was gentle, sophisticated, and very humble. Gary was a very cautious person. He didn't travel to places that he felt were unsafe. He was not the kind of man to be around people who he didn't trust or have people over to his home that made him feel uncomfortable. Hawaii was a safe place and he loved it here. In 2020, he purchased a home in East Oahu, Hawaii Loa Ridge. This was a private gated subdivision warehouses go for a couple million bucks. They had private security, tennis courts, like this was a pretty swanky Mm -hmm. area. But despite his wealth, Gary was very down to earth and he didn't flash around his money. This home was his dream home. He worked very hard for it. He became very accustomed to the beach lifestyle. And from time to time, his friends would come over and visit him from the mainland. It's not exactly clear I couldn't find anything on how 23-year-old Juan Barron met 73-year-old Gary Ruby. But in February of 2022, Gary emailed his brother and told him he was in a relationship with a much younger man. Yeah, that is much like younger. 50, 50 yeah, years younger. That's a, li- that's a lifetime. That's a little, yeah, you know what? Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Three weeks later on March 7th, His brother made a phone call to the Oahu Police Department for a welfare check on his brother. It was not like him to just be MIA. Mm. They spoke often, like daily. He told the police that his brother had mentioned that he had started dating someone or had a quote unquote friend. So the police go over to Gary's house to check up on him. There was a man outside who was a friend of Juan's. And they asked him if he knew Gary Ruby. He said, I don't, but maybe Juan knows him and he's inside. 
So they go in, ask Juan, and he says, yeah, I bought this home from that guy around five years ago. The police are like, um, we have all of Gary's information, and he's only owned this home for two years. Hmm. So Juan's like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant, just two years ago. So instantly the police are like, "Yikes! this, this guy's lying. Like something's amiss. We don't know what it is, but something's not right. So the police ask Juan to go to the subdivision management office to get a copy of the deed for the home. Ironically, the management office had discovered a fax that they had just received a few minutes earlier. It was a copy of the deed to Gary's home. But there were no signatures and nothing was notarized. So they told Juan, we can't do anything with this piece of paper. Hmm. Like, it's just a piece of paper. There's yeah. no, Gary's signature's not on it. It's not been notarized. It's pointless. In the meantime, the police ran the license plate on the Audi that one was driving, and it came back registered to him, to one. They later found out that one had went to the DMV and forged Gary's signature and that Gary was the rightful owner. But at this point, Gary is just missing. Mm. So they let the two boys go because there's no probable cause that there had been any foul play. He's just missing. Yeah. I mean, he could have went anywhere. So later that day, Juan and his friend both fly out to California. Police obtain a search warrant later that day for Gary's home. And inside the master bath, they find 73-year-old Gary Ruby. He was dead cemented in his bathtub with coffee grounds poured over him. What? He had been dead for a while. Wait, cement and coffee grounds? Coffee grounds were poured over the top of him. That's, I mean, obviously the cement is weird too, but the coffee? They were, clearly whoever did this was trying to mask the smell. Oh. But- It didn't work. His body had started decomposing. The smell was horrendous. A forensic anthropologist is called in to help remove the body along with the medical examiner. Mm. They literally had to chip away at the concrete to remove his body out. Yes. So Juan has attempted to flee the country and he almost succeeds, making it to a bus terminal before he was apprehended by the LAPD. He was found hiding in a crawl space under an enclosed bench of a bus bound for Mexico. Oh, my gosh. They pulled the bus over, removed all the passengers. There was no one. Removed the luggage and matched it to each passenger. And it all matched except for one bag. And one wasn't there. So the police board the bus again, search all over every inch up and down. And they find him. Mm. He had removed a metal panel on the seat close to the bathroom in the back and crawled inside and was hiding. Is he a small guy? I mean, small enough to (laughs) fit in there. Have you ever been on a Greyhound bus? No. I have once. It was a nightmare. I was like 20 years old. So when they said the little metal panel, I knew exactly okay, what yeah. they're talking I, about. I'm not sure what that is. Like on the, on the, well, I mean, any kind of like, have you ever been like on a charter bus or anything? Yeah, like going yeah. from, like in the back, they'll have that metal I think I know panel what you're talking like about. under the seat. Yeah. 
So he removed that and crawled in. But mm-hmm. I'm like, nobody saw you removing this and was like, what is this dude doing? Right? I would be like, what are you was trying no to one on the put bus? a bomb? It's like people see so much weird stuff. They're like, whatever. I don't even they're care. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not going to get involved. I don't even. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be involved. I have enough problems. <laughs> right. So 23-year-old Juan Barron was arrested on March 9th on four counts for second-degree murder, two counts of first-degree theft, and one count of first-degree identity theft. The friend that was with him was arrested but released less than 24 hours later after it was determined that he was not involved in the murder. Juan waived his right to remain silent and confessed to the murder. He said he noticed Gary was slightly choking while he was eating, at which point he reacted by placing a belt around Gary's neck and tightening it until Gary lost consciousness. Uh, That's not CPR, That is not the Heimlich. No. That's not the Heimlich. That's murder. Mm. Don't do this, people, if you see someone choking. He eventually came clean and said the reason that he did all of this was because Gary told him after they had sex that he was HIV positive. He then dragged his lifeless body into the bathtub, used a kitchen knife to slit Gary's wrist in an attempt to make it look like a suicide. He found some bags of concrete in the garage of Gary's home. He poured two layers of coffee grounds over Gary's body and then the concrete in order to cover up the killing. Mm. But he didn't have enough concrete to completely submerge him. So then he drives to Lowe's oh and gosh. buys four more bags of concrete and finishes filling up the bathtub. He then adds more coffee grounds to mask the smell. Sir, that's not how coffee works. D- does that mask smells? I've never It does. I've never do heard that, of people. that. I mean, I've smelled some strong coffee, but I don't think it I'm would mask I'm just saying, I throw it in my trash can, and my trash can still stinks. So it doesn't it's mask not up gonna garbage. It's not going to mask a rotting. Mask a decomposing body. Oh, my gosh. So Juan continued to live in this home and party with Gary's body upstairs <clears throat> in the bathtub encased in concrete. You know, he made several friends in Hawaii. He had friends there. He made more. He mm-hmm. was matching with people on Tinder. They would come over to the house and he would tell them, you know, the bedroom's off stairs. He had like a like a dog or a child gate mm-hmm. or whatever up and was like, you can't go past that. Ugh. A few of the guys he met did question his wealth and he told them his parents were wealthy, that they owned multiple car dealerships in Hawaii mm-hmm. and Texas. He was always out. He was paying for everything for everyone. Mm. And the whole time he had murdered this poor man and taken over his credit cards. He even offered to have his friends stay at the house, but thankfully they declined. So Juan's trial was set to begin the end of January and I couldn't find anything on this, but today's just February the yeah. 2nd. So stay tuned. It's super new. Ugh. If convicted, he will be subject to an extended term life imprisonment without the possibility of parole as an offender against the elderly. Gary's home was put up for sale for $2.5 million. 
after being blessed by a priest, of course. Oh, man. And after five weeks on the market, it sold 80000 over asking price. 80000 That's the housing over. market, but also... Yeah, and it's Hawaii. That's, yeah, Hawaii is expensive anyway. But, oh, you no, that whole bathroom has to be remodeled. No. no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Ugh. So I got my information from a Daily Mail article, Hawaii News Now, the Daily Beast, and there's a headline news documentary about this case called Homicide at Hawaii Loa Ridge. I couldn't find any information about one before this murder. Yeah, so I know this he is super was originally, new. Yeah, I know he was originally from Texas, but I mean, I don't know how he got to Hawaii. and So it doesn't matter, but like if he wanted to say it was second degree or whatever, did he have HIV? Do I don't we know. not know? We do not know. Because if he didn't, that's totally out the window that it was not planned. Because that was this right. whole thing. Like, I did it because of I just found this out. I don't want to speculate or be disrespectful. I have friends that have HIV. I have friends that have AIDS. It's never been a thing for me or my family, you know, anything like that. But I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. I know you can be charged if you don't disclose your hmm. status mm-hmm. and purposely infect someone yeah yeah you can't and i'm not saying that's what happened no yeah we we don't know in this instance but yeah right you can't you can get in trouble of course if you're sure because people have done that you know yes maliciously like i'm gonna maliciously yeah. which is horrifying but also you know it, it doesn't say that they had protected sex or not right. i mean that's really right. none of our business but if that's because if your a, motive. Yeah, and if a condom was worn, then, I mean, right. I, I don't know. We have no dog in this Yeah, fight. I don't know. I'm just I, yeah, I laying mean, all the. Yeah. So, I do have an update on my last Hawaii case that we covered oh, wow. last season. I can save it for the end if you want to do. No, you can go ahead and do it right now if go you ahead want. With yours. Or, yeah, you can just keep on rolling. Just update you? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I covered Dana, Ireland Mm -hmm. last season when we did Hawaii. And if you're not familiar with this case, in 1991, Dana was visiting Hawaii from Virginia when she was raped and murdered while out for a bike ride. The killing went unsolved for years until 1997 when three men were charged and convicted. Frank Pauline was in prison on an unrelated charge when investigators spoke with him and he gave the police multiple statements over a few years, eventually telling police that he was in the car with two of his friends when they ran, literally ran into Dana Ireland. He later recanted his story in 1996, but all three were still indicted and charged with murder, kidnapping and sexual assault. Frank Pauline was killed in prison and his brother was released after taking a plea deal, which he later recanted his confession, explaining that he'd only agreed to the plea deal because he saw what happened to his brother. He also proclaimed his innocence and his brother also proclaimed his innocence and didn't matter. He was sentenced to life in prison and ultimately murdered while serving that. So then the, brother was like I, i'm i'll take the plea hmm. the third man 
Albert Ian Schweitzer, he goes by Ian, maintained his innocence this whole time. Recently, the discovery of new DNA evidence suggested an unknown man may have been responsible for this crime. A judge in Hawaii overturned Ian's conviction in the case and ordered his immediate release after 23 years in prison. Mm. Ian had been serving a 130-year sentence after being convicted of kidnapping, sexually assaulting, and murdering Dana Ireland. He was 20 when this murder took place. He is now 51. According to the judge, the new evidence conclusively proves that in a new trial, the jury would likely reach a different verdict of acquittal. So Kenneth Lawson, who co-directs Hawaii's Innocent Project, represented him along with the Innocent Project. Both said that the case took on a life of its own. Everyone thought these guys did it and no one wanted to listen to any evidence. They just wanted to catch some bad guys. And we see this often in cases where people just put blinders on and they just want a conviction. They want a body in a jail and it doesn't matter who it is. And that's not justice. The guilty person needs to be convicted, not just. Oh, yeah. Of any we person. don't just want a body. Right. Prosecutors, however, are asking the judge not to turn over the conviction that the new DNA evidence did not rise to the level that it would change the result of a trial. So who knows what's going to happen? This literally broke like two days ago and I saw it and was like, oh, perfect. We're covering Hawaii. So, yeah. Do you have an alert on your phone or you just happened because you were researching this other case? I'm just always on the goog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, yeah, just pop. I mean, probably, probably I had been searching Hawaii stuff and, and it. Yeah. You know, your phone's listening. Yeah, no, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, who knows what's going to happen with all that? Mm. So anyways, look at me taking over the podcast like you did last week. I love it. Well, my case is short. So, okay. So today I will be discussing a serial killer. But not the Honolulu Strangler, if that's what y'all were thinking. That's exactly what I was about <laughs> yeah. to say. I mean, I feel like that's been covered a lot. My cases lately have been on the longer side. So this one is short because there's not really that much out there. And as far as I could tell, there are no podcasts that cover this. None covered mine either. I was like, Well, the thing is, it's like, wow. it's cool so su- when you so- can find those. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe no one's covered this because they can't find any information. Or you it's know? just super new. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Um, but just because I haven't heard about it, I'm going to cover it anyway. So these murders happened on the island of Kauai. And according to multiple sources, it's known as the safest island in Hawaii and has the lowest violent and property crime rate. According to travelers worldwide, Hawaii in general has a low violent crime rate, which I didn't know. In 2022, the rate was 2.5 incidents per 1,000 people. Basically, they don't have a lot of violent crime, but the common crimes are petty thefts and drug-related. But Kauai is Hawaii's fourth largest island and is the oldest and northernmost island in the Hawaiian chain. And some parts are only accessible by sea or air. I've never been, but sounds pretty cool. You've never been to Hawaii? No. 
Would you go? Yeah, for sure. But man, that's probably a long plane ride. I have a friend who lives in Dallas who's going this summer for a month for work. And he said, pay for yours and Max's ticket, your flight, and I'll take care of everything else. Girl. So he wants us to come out there for a week. So I've literally already checked flight times and all that. So it's five hours. Oh, that's from not- LAX. Oh man. Well, from LAX, yeah. It's that's not bad though. Five hours over just water. That's what I don't like. I don't like flying over water. I'd rather And I can't take like a full on Xanax with my nine year old. <laughs> He's like, Why are you so loopy, Mom? <laughs> How many cocktails like, are you gonna up. order on this plane? Wake up for the last ones on the plane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd, anyway, I'd be sorry. all about that. On April 7th, 2000, the body of Lisa Bissell, a 38-year-old woman, was discovered on a sugarcane road near Palahale Beach. So this is a secluded place tourists go for a scenic atmosphere. So her body was discovered, and she bled to death after receiving multiple non-life-threatening stab wounds. Some of her belongings were found off of a road in Waimea, so it's believed she was kidnapped there. They were non-threatening, meaning like it didn't puncture her heart or, you know, but she bled to death because she was by herself. Then, a month later, on May 22nd, another woman was stabbed. This 52-year-old woman named Nancy Jones was severely wounded by the attacker in Kekaha. That's not right. I'm pretty sure. Kekaha. <laughs> and luckily, she told investigators that she was approached by a man in the yard that she was working in. And he said, my name is John and I'm homeless. So she told him, you should go to my neighbor's house because they frequently let homeless people camp on their property. Those are some trusting neighbors, by the way. Like, uh, what? That's very nice of if them. If it was a cat, Lacey. Yeah, if it was a cat, like, of course. They'd be on your back porch. Of course. But as soon as she turned to continue her work, he forcefully grabbed her and took her inside the home. There, he beat her so badly that he broke one of her arms. Then oh, he sexually assaulted her. And then he stabbed her in the chest with a knife. But the knife hit the breastbone. So because of this, it bent. Yeah, bananas. He tossed it into a bush and fled the property. He left her for dead, but she was able to crawl for three hours until she reached a phone to call for help. So she survived that. Beaten oh. with a broken arm, sexually assaulted, stabbed in the chest, and left stabbed to bl- to the point the knife bent. bent. Think how hard that had to have been, too. Like, And in your chest. Whew. I have acid reflux that puts me down. And crawling for three hours. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. I mean, that just goes to show you just when your Adrenaline was probably adrenaline, flowing. Right. Yeah. Oh, I just can't even imagine. So she was able to describe her attacker. He wasn't, you know, wearing any disguises because he planned on killing her. And a composite sketch was created. Sketches are always a little weird, and I'll post this, but creepy is all I'm going to say. Then, a few months later, after the attack, she was flown to Honolulu and was shown a police lineup. So in the lineup, she was able to eliminate two of the men, but she just couldn't narrow it down any further. Two months later, on August 30th, 2000, 
Another woman's body was found at a remote campsite near Pakala Point Beach. This was 43-year-old Darren R. Singer. Her face was beaten almost beyond the point of recognition. She was from Maui, but she was camping alone near a surf spot. She had also been raped, stabbed in the throat, and beaten to death. Investigators determined she had been murdered at least 12 hours prior to the discovery of her body. So I looked up the other women and couldn't find much information on them, unfortunately, but I did find a little bit about Darren. She was part of an alternative lifestyle subculture on Maui that enjoys spiritual outdoor retreats, and her friends weren't surprised that she was camping. Darren would walk along the beaches to collect shells and make lays. She played the tambora and enjoyed East Indian classical music. She was known as a spiritual person who cared a lot about people. So to me, I'm thinking of like a kind of a bohemian type, you know, go with the flow. At this point, there were three victims. Two had been murdered, but the killing stopped as soon as they began. The police were convinced it was the same perpetrator, but that's it, three, and it was over. So all three victims were middle-aged women of slight to medium build with light hair. They were killed or assaulted on the southwest side of Kauai within about 10 miles of one another. And of course, they each involved beating, stabbing, and sexual assault. Police said it was unclear whether the crimes were the work of a serial killer. Mark Safarik, a special agent involved in the behavioral assessment of serial killers for the FBI's National Center for the Analysis of Violent Crime, that's a title, in Quantico, Virginia, said a serial killer is usually defined as someone who has killed at least three times with an emotional cooling-off period after each crime that could last days or decades. Two women were murdered by this perp, and the third was left for dead. So technically speaking, is that a serial killer? You know what I mean? I mean, he didn't actually Mm -hmm. kill the third, but they called him likely a serial killer, if that makes sense. Right. Local businesses funded a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest, but the reward remains unclaimed. A public affairs assistant to the mayor said in 2000 that Kauai is a very small town where people don't like to talk about each other. At the time, there were 70 sex offenders living on the island. And eventually- 70? Yeah, 70. Which, I don't know if that's a lot or not a lot. Do you think that- like you just said, people don't want to, you know, talk about people in Hawaii. You think it's kind of like the case that I covered? Maybe. With the Indian tribal stuff. Yeah. And it's like they just don't want to. This guy could have been an, a native of Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's po- that's possible. The mm-hmm. sketch does. He looks like he might be native, but it's still kind of like, who knows? Right. Who knows? So they arrested one one guy. A man named Waldorf Wilson, who went by the name Willie, and he was convicted in a vicious 1982 rape on Oahu. He was 5'11 and weighed 170 pounds and had brown hair, and this matches the description based on the survivor's account. Willie was paroled on January 9, 1999, and moved to Kauai in January of 2000. So the crimes happened the year after he moved there, basically. So DNA was left behind at the crime scenes, 
and Waldorf Wilson's DNA was tested against the perpetrator, but the result was inconclusive. So that might, that's no. <sighs> that's frustrating. Yeah. Because of this and lack of evidence, he was never charged with the murders. However, he was sent back to prison on June 15th, 2022 for violating his parole. This was short and he was released again and moved back to Oahu. In 2009, he sued the Kauai County Police Department and Honolulu Magazine for defamation, but the lawsuit was dismissed in 2009. According to him, the police coerced him into taking a polygraph test and then strongly pressured the Hawaii Parole Authority to revoke his parole. The results of the polygraph test were never given in the lawsuit. So, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but, you know. So the case of the one and only serial killer in Kauai's history remains unsolved. That's not a whole lot about it, but... I hate it when they're like that and they're unsolved because they could still just be there and start back up again at any point. And if it's not this guy, why stop then? Maybe they moved? I don't know. Right. Died? <laughs> moved? Died? Right. I mean, they can stop killing, but that's not, I feel like, the common. And it's been over 20 years now. So whoever did it, it's probably not going to oh, happen anymore from this no. person. But yeah, that's my short case. Short and not sweet. But at least there was one survivor. Yeah. On a better note. Why do you look like that? Because I have a, a chipped tooth. <laughs> 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 look at myself on Zoom. You just I, we're zooming, so if this sounds yeah, off. if our audio sounds ugh, if our audio sounds odd, we had a nice storm in Arkansas. Everything's mayhem, and we're recording on Zoom, and we are not tech savvy at all, not at all. But we're doing it. We are here, we're, and we're trying. We're here. That's we're trying for you guys. We have some new patrons. We have a lot this Yay. week. I wonder if it was the uh, new episode that wooed them i don't know well you know it was your voice <laughs> they're like she's it was your she's on your special episode three hours let's get more of this <laughs> okay drum roll dun, 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 dun. we have first robbie c from massachusetts Oh, cool. Yeah. And is that our first? I'm looking at the map right now, and I think it might be. I don't know. I feel like we do have someone else from Massachusetts, but I can't remember. Thank you, Robbie. Map. Thanks, Robbie. And we have Caitlin K. from Florida. Yay. Thank you, Caitlin. You are now our southernmost. I'm looking at the map, and this map is a mess. But yeah, you're the... The southernmost Florida patron. <laughs> She's like, that's all I've ever wanted. Thank you so much. No. And we have Sarah P. from Maryland. Very cool. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. And this is a new patron as of today. Her name is Selena. I don't even have her in the notes. That's how new she is. Let me see if, if she has her address on here. Nope, she doesn't. Don't say it. I would never. So, <laughs> and you can find Selena at <laughs> Selena F. Thank you, Selena. Oh, thanks. And we have Marissa. Don't know where she's from either. That's fine. We love you just the same. When we had a bunch. That's I awesome. Know. Guys. We hope you like it. And 
for all the, the newbies and the OGs, if you have any ideas for us on the Patreon or you want to tell us what you want from us, we're all ears. We want to give you what you want. We love a suggestion. We, we really do. And we have a new supporter on Anchor, and that's Crystal P. Thank you, Crystal. Thanks, Crystal. So Anchor does not tell us your email address or info, so we can't contact you. But if you want us to send you some stickers, just send us a DM and uh, we'll send you some. And you can join our Patreon Facebook group. Just DM us and ask us how, and we'll let you in. But we got some emails, too. Our patron, Tammy, oh. from North Dakota. Are they good? Yeah. Well, she first wanted to send her congrats to you on the new dog. She Thanks. <laughs> she just pooped well, in the house before we started She recording. literally took a shit oh right before we recorded. She, and, you know, you know, we've like we were saying, we've had this ice. And so I've had all my windows open because uh, I've been working from home. And she stays at the windows and we have a big glass, you know, like solid glass back door. And she just like stands up oh on her gosh. hind legs and barks at birds. Oh, gosh. So she's always barking at the door and wanting out, but it's a mud pit. Oh, I feel, I feel you. Because everything's now melting. It's a mess. And she runs like a maniac out there trying to catch a bird and she's, a golden doodle so she's got that curly hair and she's covered in mud and mm. every time she comes in i have to give her a wipe down from head to toe so Ugh. i'm very much like ignoring her when she goes to the door because i'm like you're not going outside like we're not did. doing this shit all day it's a lot it really is a lot. and so she did go to the door to let me know she had to go out but I'm a bad dog mom and was like, get away from the door. Leave those birds alone. Oh, my God. And then she just squatted to the shit and looked at me like, I tried to tell you. <laughs> I told you I went outside, bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can't say she didn't warn you. But, it, yeah, thank you for congratulating me on this wonderful dog. <laughs> it's Yeah, dogs are like toddlers, honestly. I'm dealing with Honestly. Them. Well, Tammy also recently lost her dog of eight and a half years. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Tammy. That's we're so sorry. That just really sucks. I know that's that's. There's nothing I can say that's it. It sucks. It's awful. That's terrible. And she recommended the book "Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered." I, I think you've read <gasps> that. that, right? Or you have it? Do you have it? No, I've never read it. I actually got two copies for Christmas. So I will bring you one. Oh, have you read it? Yeah. Huh? It's good. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to my favorite murder back in the day, but honestly, I haven't listened to them in a while and I didn't read the book, but. It's good. But I'm down to clown. And we got a hunt a killer box, which is so <gasps> cool. I am super excited to, I to know. play this. So we will need to play it and report back. We need to pick a nice a nice night where all of our friends can come and play and we can drink some wine or 
I don't know, fireball or whatever. <laughs> they also it helped us so much the it last did. game. Oh my played. gosh, that, that was fun though. I, you made your little board. Fun. So they also gave us some promo codes that we can share. And I will link it up in the show notes and share it on social media because it's, because it's kind of hard to remember. And I don't think if I say it, you know, I'm bad about that anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll link it up. I'll link it up. But what's new with you? That's all the updates I got. Nothing. I've been iced in. I haven't left the house since Monday, um, which means my kiddo has worked from home. You know, did not work from home. He's done his schoolwork, Mm -hmm. his AMI days, which I think kind of sucks because kids don't just get a snow day. What is AMI? Hashtag not a mom. Oh, you mean like what is that? What does that mean? Yeah, I've never I heard of that. No idea. AMI. I just make up one. I don't know. Huh. Um, just they don't have snow. All moms are insane right now. <laughs> so that basically means they don't have snow days well, they anymore. Have a they just have to work from do their stuff from home. They have a packet sent home with them oh. that has reading and math, Ugh. and they have to do twenty minutes on Prodigy and twenty minutes on Lexia. And they each have their own, like, Chromebook. Oh, my gosh. So they do the Lexia and the Prodigy on the Chromebook. I feel like a dinosaur all of a sudden. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Whilst your children are doing their homework from home. Ugh. And I work at a hospital, so I'm working from home this week. It's hard to do all that. Well, especially when it's your kids to- are home. Right. And there's and a my dog. Dog. Fucking barking at birds. A dog is a child. <laughs> it's like, seriously. Well, I've been in sweatpants for four days. I feel like I'm back in quarantine because COVID. Yeah. It's just. We both have our hair up, no makeup on, sweat, I mean, sweats on. I have my snaggle tooth because my dentist is at shit. Disney right now. <laughs> that weasel. Who's at Disney? My dentist. That's why oh. I, st- I still have a chip tooth. I got a cleaning <laughs> today because the hygienist, you know, can still do cleanings. And I was asking her, I'm like, can you just like real quick pop, pop something on there? And she's like, I mean, I probably could, but I, I can't. I'm like, oh, come no, on. you don't want an amateur to do that. If it was a back tooth. No, yeah, but no, not- no. He could pop it off and fix it next week. I'm like, just <laughs> give me something to You can't even see it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can't even listen. tell. Who's, who's that close to your mouth besides your husband? <sighs> I don't know. Do you not want to say on the ear? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. No. And I told her about the story of you sucking the dentist's finger. Oh, I didn't God give bless. away any names, but she said to tell you, pass along this info, that that's not a big deal and your dentist probably didn't think twice about it after it happened. Oh, good. She said, and she said, at least she didn't bite him because that happens to me all the time. And that's the worst. I have accidentally. So suck, don't bite. Suck, don't bite. You heard it here. (laughs) In all scenarios. All the scenarios. Um, I mean, that's it. I've just been working from home and Mm -hmm. and enjoying the mud. And you watched anything? My new dog. No, I've. Wow. Recently started watching, uh, rewatching Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, that's scary in its own right. Well, I just, whoop, I just kind of need a like we talk about senseless TV. Oh yeah, we're not thinking. Mm-hmm. There's nothing bad happening. I can deal with like fake boobs and big lips, drunk girls 
fighting because one of them got their feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's just refreshing. Oh, for something ridiculous. Yeah. No, I agree. Over ridiculousness. Yeah. Which makes me laugh because I've been watching, you know, I've had this just playing continually on Peacock in the background while I'm at the dining room table working and Max has been working on his homework and, you know, it's just in the background. No big deal. Whatever. Well, one of his his questions today, he has to read in this little AMI pack and answer questions. And one of the passages he had to read was called The Vain Peacock. So it's a story about a peacock that thinks he's going to be elected judge because he's beautiful and no one's prettier than him. Mm. And so you have to go and answer these questions and... One of them was, which statement describes the central message of this passage? And, you know, there's multiple choice. Well, C was the answer. And it's a sharp mind is of higher value than vain beauty. And Max goes, (laughs) unless you're in Miami. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Unless you're in Miami. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe we should turn off Real Housewives of Miami in the background. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, got quips. No, even He's always Miami. got something to say. He's always got a – he's quick with it. Yeah, yes. he is. He's witty. Very funny. Oh, my gosh. But that's all. What's new with you? Well, I attempted to watch a couple movies last week, and two of them disturbed me so much I couldn't finish them. But Shut up, but what? not in a way where it's like gore scary, if that makes sense. So the first one's mm-hmm. called Dog Tooth. And so many people have recommended this movie to me and I've Dog finally watched tooth? it. It's free on Tubi, but it's a Greek oh, film hell. from 2009 that's considered a psychological drama. There's a controlling and manipulative father who locks his three adult children in a state of perpetual childhood by keeping them prisoner within a family compound. I won't give anything away in case anyone wants to watch it, but it was just so weird and uncomfortable. I I couldn't do it. I'm like, I can't. It's just not scary, but just I have no idea how to explain it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this one. And it's called The Eyes of My Mother, which is a horror movie from 2016. And it had a similar creepiness about it. It had blood and stuff. soft? No, it had the, I don't know how to explain this, but it had blood and stuff and a little bit of uh, torture. But anyway, it creeps, <laughs> it creeped me out too. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it didn't scare me. It just made me so uncomfortable. If you're listening and you've watched either of these movies, <laughs> let me know what you think. Cause that was just like, I can't, I can't handle these. I love how you're just so nonchalant with, I mean, it had blood and torture, but. <laughs> torture and blood and oh, no. like cutting of eyeballs and, but. Oh, no. In the more recent one, but it was, I don't know. It was so, ugh, I can't give anything away, but ugh, I just, and then I watched and finished The Immaculate Room. I think this was on Hulu. And I guess I've been on a Kate, Kate Bosworth kick because she's in it. And Emil Hirsch is in that. Emil Hirsch, Into the Wild. Um, huh? I'm not seeing that. So it's a cool concept. You are on a Kate Bosworth yeah. kick here, but the movie kind of felt a little like meh. It could have been better. I'm a critic. Suddenly, 
it's a psychological You're striking out. Yeah, it's a psychological thriller where a couple has to stay in a white room, like totally white, aka the immaculate room for 50 days in order mm-hmm. to receive 5 million dollars, no phone, TVs, entertainment, and their only food and drink is basically a slim fast shake. <laughs> it's and I can already tell you I would not stay in that room. I would not do it. 5 million dollars. And only one Tax of them. Tax free. It, it didn't say. Well, see. Well, see. That's the thing. It was five million for both of them, and if one leaves the room, then the remaining person only gets one million dollars. But they have to finish out the fifty days. Yes. It's oh no. It's very weird. It. I wish it was. I don't know. It was. It's interesting, but it's kind of like uh, it could have been done better. Anyway, those are my. That's well, you really sold all three of those. Well, here's the thing. Lately, I've just been getting on Hulu and picking the first thing. I'm not. I use. I usually go on Metacritic and see if it has a good score. See what the Rotten Tomatoes is, and I'm like, I'm just gonna watch this movie about an immaculate room. Oh, and before I forget, we one of our listeners sent us a DM on Instagram. Remember when we were talking about the canine people using cadavers and stuff to train? Yeah. Well. This person messaged us and said, my wife and I used to be on a canine search and rescue team in New York. When my son was born, we donated the placenta to the team. They would freeze it and break off super small pieces to train the dogs to find cadavers. That's kind of cool. my God. There's so many ways of donating body, bodily things that I've never even thought about before. That's... Very interesting. Yeah, that seems better than using dead bodies. But where are we next week? Uh, are you about to ask me that? I think it's Wyoming. You said Wyoming. I think it's Wyoming. Wyoming, and then um, Massachusetts, and is that? And then it? that we've covered every state in the second season. That's so crazy. It is crazy. Is this just the second season? Yes, it's because we're we're doing a million episodes this season. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we're not just doing twelve. We're doing freaking freaking fifty. 50. And then last season we had DC. We're like, nah, not no DC this time. No, no. Okay, so yeah, so we're in Wyoming in the Massachusetts. So we have two two more states for the season, and then we're done. Yeah. Then maybe we should have like a season finale mashup of past episodes put that in your little pipe and <laughs> smoke it lacy <laughs> uh, gladly lacy's like god damn it that's more work for me when it edits all right until next week until next week bye, bye.